Your health is our priority. Each series, it's our goal to make sure that we provide you with experts and guests that offer multiple perspectives so that you feel supported, empowered, and less alone. Like the work we do? Buy us a cup of coffee. Or tea. You can leave us a tip over at coffee.com slash the hip podcast, which is ko-fi.com slash the HIP podcast, or with the link in our show notes. When you buy us a cup of coffee, you not only support the work we do, but also gain access to early releases and downloadable resources. Again, that's coffee.com slash the hip podcast. everyone and welcome to Health It's Personal. We are so thrilled to be in our physical health series with a very special guest, renowned fitness instructor and businesswoman, owner of Heft Tribe and Find Your Reason Apparel, Hannah Eden. What makes her so amazing is that when you train with her or listen to her speak, you know you're getting so much more than fitness advice and training plans. She's most passionate about helping people open their minds and prioritize mental fitness, which then ultimately supports our physical health and creates stronger relationships to ourselves and others. And if you know us, you know we're always trying to open our minds and explore new ways of finding growth and connectedness. And Hannah gives us so much inspiration and ideas on how to take that even further along our health journeys. Yeah, and I think my favorite part of her spirit is that she does not shy away from adventure, really making it kind of competitive for herself, always taking on those different challenges whether it's mind, body, or beyond. So it's just kind of cool to see that approach, not just to physical fitness, but to everything in life. Yeah, we didn't get to talk to her about nearly as many things as we wanted to. Mm -hmm. I had so many more things I want to talk to her about. She told me about mushroom documentary that I wanted to chat with her about. She's inspired me to try cold plunging, which I almost passed away doing. (laughs) And I don't know, I'm sure I'll try it again, but I didn't prepare myself properly. What we did talk to her about was so insightful and in-depth, and she's incredible. And for your cold plunge, you could just do the cold plunge and then pop outside because it's Florida. (laughs) There's your sauna right there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I went downstairs. We have in our building, we're in a temporary space right now, and we have this really lovely spa that people talk about all the time, and you can go and, and sit, and I don't think very many people use it. Um, when I went, no one was there, and it has a cold Shh, plunge. And yeah, <laughs> it's our secret. <laughs> yeah, it's a best kept secret. So I went down and went to the cold plunge, and I literally was hyperventilating. So I realized after the fact that I should have prepared myself better for it. And but I just really wanted to try it. I, I didn't think <laughs> it was steps. gonna. Yes, I didn't think it was gonna be as intense as well. Like I was literally, my body was shaking. And it's then like a, since I've then I've swimming in the middle of winter. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, just go for the it. Polar right bear in. plunge. Oh. Yeah. No, it was so fun though. And as, since then I've talked to some people in the elevator about it and we all are just like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> that's, so that's a great way to connect in yeah, the elevator. For sure. And before we get too far into the big topics today, I know that Hannah has inspired you both over the years. So this is such an exciting episode for us personally, because health, it's personal. And this is one of the most important, you know, most personal episodes we've done. What was that journey like for you both listening to Hannah and kind of finding that inspiration? I think for McKenna, it was like secondhand, because she has created so many ripples in our family with her own journey. And so I just got a treadmill over the pandemic. I haven't run for a long time because I had surgery. I didn't think I would be able to again or that I would be any good at it. And I love travel. So my treadmill came with iFit. I got to see these beautiful places, but it was just so much more than I expected because she's such a generous, caring, loving, giving person. And so she really focused on like some days running and she would tell amazing stories and then other days mental health. And I was so inspired by her. I I kept working each day, but it led, you know, McKenna and I to run together and it's led, it created ripples with my husband. McKenna and I ran a 5k for Halloween one year, which was like our first organized running experience. And since then, McKenna is getting ready to run her second half marathon. It was a secondhand experience for me because mom would kind of relay the information she was getting. But it's all about changing your mindset and your perspective when you're going through your physical exercise and really thinking about your goals, 
having some time to reflect, reframing so that you can get to your next level or get through your workout if you're having a bit of an off day or allowing yourself to have an off day and kind of accepting how you're feeling in that moment. There's a lot that comes into play that you don't always think about when you're thinking about physical fitness as far as mental fitness goes. And, you know, Hannah was, of course, another huge help for me when I was first starting running was the Nike Run Club app. They do something in the same vein, which is they have guided runs where either Coach Bennett from Nike or Andy Puttycomb, who's the co-founder of Headspace, and he's a former Buddhist monk, he would come on and kind of give you some things to think about while you're running and help you get to your next mile when you're kind of pushing yourself to go a bit further. And really focus on how your body feels and how your mind feels. But there's also runs on there that are like, they're just telling you the whole time, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to feel how you're feeling. You know, really, it's like doing a meditation. Mm -hmm. There's one called the best of the year run. And every few minutes, he comes on and asks you like, what was the best meal you ate this year? And it's just kind of like giving you some things to reflect on that are really positive and exciting and kind of remind you of your happy times that year and it keeps you going. There's a lot you can do, but I think all of that's really interesting. This has all inspired me today to kind of get back into, we have a water rower, the real one with real water in it. And, um, <laughs> and an indoor bike is my old bike that we kind of converted to be an indoor bike. And what I do sometimes is I'll watch a TV show or something, or, you know, cause it's very, you know, you get into this rhythm and there's that nice water sound, the whooshing when you're rowing. Um, Sometimes I would put on a little video of just like actual like kayaking or something like that, you know, someone's point of view, like as they're going through the lake or river or ocean. And that was really soothing. But now I'm kind of inspired to maybe put on a mindfulness exercise during those moments too, because I think that could be a really nice combo because sometimes I feel like, okay, I could be doing a lot more right now than just this <laughs> mentally. Oh my gosh, too much you in know my I'm the biggest fan of double, triple, quadruple yes. dipping. So that's why I love working out with a friend because I feel like you get like the workout and some social time or our iFit allowed me to learn something new about a place around the world because I love travel. So I love that double, triple type of thing. We only have so many hours in the day. (laughs) Yeah, it helps me a lot because I'm like, okay, I know this is good for me, but, you know, the other pillars are important, too. And I could maybe if we can do two or three at the same time. (laughs) And also, like, working out together, I like that as well because I'll have more motivation rather than just doing it solo, which is funny because I'm like, I like to be alone, but... I'd like to get Jim to like work out next to me, but he doesn't really like that. So what we've kind of come to as a compromise now is working out in separate spaces, but at the same time, which is interesting. (laughs) So it's keeping us both motivated, but yeah, Yeah. we're not together because he was annoyed by that. No, I'm with you. Scott doesn't want to work out with me either. I'm like, this could be couple time. And he's like, I'm not feeling it. We got enough of that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's why also I love like an iFitter. I think Peloton has the same thing. When you have someone who like is so genuine and like comes through the screen, it feels like you have a buddy, but you can still be by yourself. Oh, I love that. Yeah, actually. So with that in mind, I have two big questions to throw your way and feel free to just actually have an answer or just kind of reflect Pass. on it. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> but today we were inspired by Hannah to kind of think about what makes us truly happy and finding our reason or purpose. So do either of you have kind of an answer for those two things? What makes you truly happy? Or what is your reason or purpose to kind that's of do anything? That's a great anything? question. <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. She was saying, you know, there's, of course, aesthetic things that are secondary when it comes to your fitness goals. And I know, McKenna, for you, sometimes it's kind of like longevity. Yeah, longevity is a huge thing. So I plan to live to be 150. So right now, my new thing is eating more nuts. Because the Blue Zones <laughs> just came out with a new study about that. But um, my mom yeah, has her I daily think, nuts too. Yeah, I think in my search for longevity and not just long term as far as life expectancy, but just getting through the week and being able to perform at work and show up for my friends and family and for my partner and also have the energy to do things for myself, exercise is a huge part of that. And so with running, And with salsa dancing, which I talk about in our conversation, both of those feed me in different ways. So one of them is the feeling of running long distances is 
so wonderful and so important to me. So that's why I keep coming back to it. But I sign up for races so that I have a goal, something to accomplish in the short term. And then salsa kind of feeds me more creatively and clears my mind. When I'm running, I don't always have a clear mind as much as Mm. I'd like to. Mm-hmm. But with salsa, I cannot think about anything else. So it, I really go in and I come out just feeling entirely refreshed. And I notice that sometimes if I don't go one week, I get a little grumpy. So <laughs> little grumpy puss. <laughs> she was like, I know myself well enough that fitness is non-negotiable. And that's mm-hmm. how I feel sometimes too. And I forget about it. And hopefully that little tidbit will help me remember. But it's non-negotiable because I don't feel like my best self when I'm not doing those things and doing it in a way that it's not just a coping mechanism, but it's truly enjoyable in your journey. Yeah. How about you, Kate? (laughs) You had some time to think. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm in a new place now and I'm in a new chapter of my life. And so I was actually just talking with my therapist today. Um, McKenna and I just started Spanish lessons and I'm getting back into scuba diving because my goal is to be able to volunteer at the University of Miami and do some coral restoration. And since I've only just gone that one time, you know, for those few dives, and it's been a long time because of the pandemic, I need to like really get back into it and start practicing a bit. But I feel like, you know, the whole blue mind thing is really coming up for me. And when Hannah was talking about that, I was thinking, yeah, doing something it's the same thing too. Like you can't go under the water and be with nature and do important things like that and think really about too much else. Like you're thinking about your breathing and you're thinking about where you are and that you're not disturbing anything. And I don't know, it takes a lot of effort and energy. And so, yeah, I'm just trying to think of things that really make my heart happy so that I can, like McKenna said, just pour into my people. Back, you know, our amazing boys we interviewed (laughs) in the environmental health series. Um, That's really cool that you're tying that all together with all of our amazing experiences that we've had with our guests and finding our new purposes here. That's something I've, you know, I think that's my next adventure is finding that out. Because sometimes it feels like I'm just kind of going through life and it kind of finds me, which is fine. (laughs) I'm good with it. Purpose can find me. And But rediscovering, maybe being a little bit more active in that would be really cool. And getting more out of my mind and focusing on the other pillars would be nice, too. But what I've discovered about myself recently is I really like to be there for other people. Not too much, of course, because sometimes we need to focus on ourselves. But I really like helping others or just being there to support or to make others feel like their best selves. I've also discovered that that's sometimes kind of a way to escape my own mind. And, you know, well, I, you know, I can't fix this for me. So I'd love to work on that for you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should do a little bit more for myself too. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. No, no, don't worry about me. You you're don't need to ask about Sean. my day or my week. <laughs> let's, let's talk about you. I love that you're willing to be transparent with yourself and with us that that's part of your journey right now is finding that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, it's it. good to know where to. you're at and accept it and just go from there especially when life throws like a bunch of upheavals your way. Yes. <laughs> All right, oh let's re- gosh, yeah. refigure this out. Get an RV and just... <laughs> I know. Well, and there's, there's so many things that we're always trying to figure out because the three of us have been in transition periods lately. Hannah definitely helped us, I can say, for the collective group on remembering our reasons and our purpose and our why. But hopefully throughout the rest of this series, we're going to be discovering that as well. So please, everyone, grab a cup of tea and enjoy. Health is harmony. When you're aligned to everything you believe in is when you feel that harmony and you feel peace. Trying to get to the root cause of things. There is just so much to learn. Can you be present in those moments in your life that mean the most? Because health, it's personal. Hi, Hannah. We're so excited to chat with you today. I have been a personal fan of yours for quite some time. I love how you seamlessly blend physical and mental health practices that help to create balance and wellness. And I also admire so much how you are constantly evolving and pivoting, especially in the areas of health. And this inspires us to kind of do that ourselves um, whenever we need to. Would you mind telling us a bit about where your journey started before we dive into where you are today? Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I'm excited for our, for our conversation today. So where it started and where I am now, hmm, it's been a long journey. It's been an amazing, beautiful one with its ups and downs. But 
I think it's really important for everyone to understand that my journey began as someone that didn't think that this life would be possible now. So it's almost like a, it's attainable for anyone if they have the right drive and the right mindset to go out and get it. That uh, I started off uh, by moving here from the UK when I was 16, which was a really tough move for me, but a brand new opportunity to start life again because I was in a very dark place back then. Um, and I got into fitness purely by accident. One of my really good friends invited me into a new business that he just invested in, which was CrossFit back in 2012. And I think back then, well, I'm 20, I'm 30, I'm 31 now. So that was what, almost 10 years ago. So I was about 21 years old. Um, I fell in love with it and I fell in love with it so much and had this crazy physical transformation myself that I was just like, man, I have to share this with the rest of the world. So then went down the journey of getting educated on how to be a coach and pursuing that route and wanted to share this crazy experience that I'd had with as many people as possible, which then led to Instagram. And when Instagram first began, I remember creating my account like back in 2011 or 2012 and it not being a thing, but me trying to make it a thing. And it was kind of like a joke, <laughs> to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. But I just poured my heart into it. I committed to it. And I just had crazy transformations uh, through the gym setting that I was able to apply to every other aspect of my life. And man, the, the story goes on and on, but um, just opportunities were popping up around me as I started to change the way that I was thinking and the way that I looked at myself and what I was really capable of doing. And then I think, you know, along the way, there was this um, moment in time where I recognized and realized that my life is ultimately up to me, uh, which is a really daunting and scary thing to understand as well when you're not in that like robotic mindset of following the path of what you think you're supposed to be doing because the world says you're supposed to and once I kind of understood that it was terrifying as well as extremely empowering um, and then I recognized like I can create whatever life I want and just kept going and going and it's evolved and evolved over time and as you said like I am pivoting and I think that that comes down to me being um, a very introspective person and checking in with myself over and over again and just understanding who I am and how I would like to live an authentic life. So to understand that we change, we evolve, and to see who I am at every season of this life and, and adjust and create a life accordingly. Yeah, you're part of my evolution as well. Um, and you know this, awesome. um, because I had some physical challenges along the way. And so thinking that I could run again, um, was kind of like an impossibility for me. And so I think it was a lot of mental health stuff that I needed to work through in order to, to get to that space. But I, um, I found you through iFit and um, I what I loved and connected so much with you is so many of the runs that you did, you would have days downtime when you would talk about mental health. And it was just like, it just felt like a warm hug to kind of help me get started in that space. And it's made such an impact on my life. Yeah, I think that a lot of my peers that are incredible at what they're doing, it's scary to be vulnerable and it's scary to highlight the weaknesses or the mental health issues that we face but as a human being there's no way that anyone is walking this planet without dealing with some form of trouble at some point so I think although we're here to elevate and uplift people the most powerful way of doing that is to share our stories so that we can relate and make ourselves more human and understand that you're not alone and once you understand that we can kind of share tips and tools of what we've learned along the way to try and get better there's no fix right it's just a, it's always a constant evolution of that journey of you don't get to the end and find that you found how to cure mental health and now you're never going to deal with anything in your brain <laughs> but that's that would be a lie so it's just as I'm evolving I'm just sharing that with the, the rest of the world as well so thank you so much for committing to one of the programs to hear that <laughs> absolutely and you know you mentioned that when you moved to the U.S. you were in a dark place and you kind of fell into fitness accidentally. And I think a lot of us were in a place where we're feeling really frustrated or hopeless or like it's our last effort to really get into the health or fitness space. And sometimes it takes something really extreme to motivate us as well. Using it too much as a coping mechanism can have a negative outcome as well. But how have you seen that kind of mindset transform people or yourself? Yeah. Um, and again, I am pretty vulnerable and transparent. And I think that this is in my older years that I've started to recognize that it was a form of coping and a place to escape. And I think that through physical output, whether it be running or any form of movement, it's a place for us to metabolize 
energy, whether that energy is toxic, whether that energy is exciting and good and positive and loving. It's just a space for us to do that. But if we move aimlessly without having any stillness in our life, we don't tend to either understand what we're doing. So we don't really deal or face these things that we are trying to work through. And I've learned from experience and the hard way, especially being in the public eye, that if you don't, for me personally, right, if I don't deal with whatever it is, not just in a physical way, but in an emotional and with stillness, then it will come back around and bite you right in the butt. Mm -hmm. So I have really (laughs) tried to highlight how important movement is. And it is a massive pillar. And I'd love to be able to talk about those four pillars that we stand upon. Uh, But it's only one of four. Um, The whole idea behind like mind, body, heart and spirit, right? They're all, that sounds very surface level, but if I was to, over the years, I've recognized that I've focused on all four of those things. And when one is lacking, that's when I start to find myself in not such a good place mentally. Um, the, the mind part being the mindset, the resilience, this mental toughness, this determination and this discipline, this space where we create all these skills that are not tangible. That is important for us. So through the workouts, we get to build that. We get to flex that muscle and get stronger at becoming better at doing hard things. And the more we do hard things, whether it be a physical workout or some horrible thing that happens in our life, we get more adapted and and able to overcome whatever that hard thing may be. And then when it comes to body, that's where the movement comes into play, right? That's where we get to physically move our body and we get to literally metabolize the to- in my cases of anything where it's been like a negative effect on my life I've been able to metabolize this toxic energy that is just so consuming that if I, it's like a place that I need to run it out I need to work it out I need to just release it in the gym so I can be a better person for the rest of the people in my life and I truly believe that that we do metabolize that through the movement and then the heart part which is you know like what fulfills you what fills up your love tank inside of your body like your what makes you feel happy what brings you that true true authenticity and if I was to define what that meant like being authentic and living an authentic life is being truly happy and not to fit in anyone else's box but your own and to create your own rules to find that happiness so that's where really the heart comes into play but then the spirit is something that has come to me and you know in the more recent years of whether it be spirituality religion or whatever it doesn't need to be one of those things but ultimately that means like your purpose like why are you here like I always have this saying of find your reason and I've had that since 2011 but I don't think I quite understood the depth of what that meant um, until these recent years of like if we don't have purpose if we don't have intention as to why we wake up every day and it becomes really hard to move forward and really hard to want more for yourself so I think now as I'm here and having this conversation with you like the the part for stillness and that's where I find you know, my, my reasons to show up every day and that heartfelt sense of place is like, that is really important. So what do I, how do I feel about using fitness as a coping mechanism? It's a great, great place to escape, but it can't be the end. You know, mm. it has to be just a piece of those four pillars to really, really understand what it is that you're feeling and to, to face those uncomfortable thoughts or feelings and try to truly be able to work through them. That's a beautiful message. And I even find running as a way sometimes to reflect and meditate and you know when you're wanting to not focus so much on (laughs) how exhausted you are (laughs) um and uh and use that as a safe space too to kind of explore some of those ideas you have many businesses and projects that you're working on at any given moment and i'm sure that that is informing a lot of the work that you do those ideas that you mentioned can you give us an update of what you're working on and how everything's going yeah, absolutely. So I have a, an app right now, which is a really big part of our everyday business. Um, it's called the Heft Training app, where we release new six-week training blocks of training, which we actually just started last this Monday, the previous Monday just passed. But we also release full follow-along programs, which is where I get to like wave my freak flag a little bit and <laughs> like pump up my creative uh, skills. Because I have a degree in photography, but we get to film these full follow-along videos where they're from the beginning to the end, we work out with you at beginner, intermediate and advanced levels to try and make everyone feel welcome and supported. But it's also a space of where I get to talk and speak my message. Because if it's just written down on a piece of paper, or if you see my Instagram page, like uh, me working out with a kettlebell doesn't tell you all of this part, right? So those are a really good opportunity for us to, to talk through these mindful points and practices that we do, where we will often will attach that as well to that. We, we had the, a last program called Beyond and it was a five-week kettlebell program. But for every week, 
we had a this is so bizarre but this again incorporating my personal <laughs> interests into what I do for life that mm-hmm. we attached stoic philosophy ancient stoic philosophy to a kettlebell program so our workouts <laughs> are more than just the physical right there's definitely more to that um it was based off of after reading Ryan Holiday's book the obstacle is the way and I'm like oh my gosh there's so many parallels here that are in ancient stoicism that also go along with like Amor Fati, love everything that happens. Why ready uh, on the apparatus, like ready for anything? Why do we train? So I just found these like parallels that connected for me that just felt so aligned. So we're able to implement that as well. And also my clothing line. That's another really exciting uh, business that we've been working on that is growing quickly. Um, that's FYR Apparel for Find Your Reason. Again, just bringing all of that mindset into and creating synergy amongst everything we do. And the podcast, which is exciting to do with you guys as well. But to tie everything, it's like everything has a piece of the puzzle. I love that, especially the find your reason with the stoicism, with the, you know, the four pillars and your why. Like, why are we doing this? Why am I getting out of bed? Why am I doing, you know, going through the day like this? Um, I love how that all kind of ties together. And like you said, if we're lacking in one of those areas, we can really feel it in all of the others. (laughs) So. That's really cool. Yeah, and I think if we if we zoom out, right? Why do we find it really hard to stay committed to a fit and li- healthy lifestyle? Why do we find it really hard to start a product program or to start a I don't like the word diet, but like to start improving your nutritional decisions, right? It's because mm-hmm. we don't have a reason that means enough for us to want to stay in it. And that's typically what procrastination is too. Like why how do you get someone to be engaged and want to show up and work every day? They have to care. They have to care enough that is yeah, losing body fat is a big piece of that. Getting some more muscle is a big piece of that. But that is not something that I don't think I've ever talked about in any of our training programs, that that's not the focus. Because if we focus on that, I mean this in the most respect to everyone, but that's a shallow reason to show up every day. It can't mean that much to us. And if we focus on the aesthetic, then we spiral and get out of this crazy, like very unhealthy way that we view food, really unhealthy way that we look at our bodies. And I'm just a massive believer in finding some kind of physical output that you enjoy, whether it be me, with me, whether it be with iFit, whether it be with who freaking cares, right? It doesn't matter what style of movement you're doing. As long as you're doing something that you actually like, then the body is a byproduct. The, the, the aesthetic results are a byproduct of the reason why you're showing up. It's not the forefront and the primary reason why we start in the first place. What are some of the most inspirational motivations that you've heard from people? with that, you know, topic. <laughs> it's actually funny because a lot of people that come through iFit, right? Some people go to the machine or the app because they're there for the workout. They might not know me as a trainer and then they meet me through this platform. And I'm sure on week if you're if you know who I am and you come to me, you know you're going to get a lot of depth and I'm not just a coach, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to get more than that. Right. The more of almost like this mentor that's here as well to support you. But if you don't know who I am, I'm sure at the beginning, I get a lot of messages that say, you know, I found you on iFit and I didn't really quite understand what my reason was. I just was like here for the workout and a little bit confused with the talking points. And, you know, by week two or week three, I showed up to a workout. I just sat on the floor and I bawled my eyes out and I realized that I found my reason. And you've, I've never looked at fitness that way. And that to me is like, oh, like that's the ultimate mission, right? Is to, to try and have people see the power that they have within them. And I'm not changing anything. It's not me that's the secret. Like, it's you, but I'm just pushing people towards different parts of their thought process or different parts of how they view their movement or how they view their lives and how they view themselves in a in a far deeper way than just showing up to run. So that really motivates me when I see someone's power lit up within them and they do it all themselves. Nothing changed from this side. Yeah, it was so cool. And um, for me, it was, I could spend one hour focusing on my mental health, focusing on my physical health and seeing somewhere beautiful and learning something new. I was like, this is all too good. (laughs) It's just too much goodness. (laughs) Yeah. Um, McKenna um, has been doing something that makes her heart so happy physically. And I just think it's really exciting. And it's, she's actually inspired me um, to start thinking in that way too, um, because we—I just moved to Miami. I—I I know you used to live here, and actually, I, I know, <laughs> I know, I knew for a while when I was doing your trainings, I was like, I know that if I saw her around, I'd recognize her, and I was so excited to see you. And then you're like, I left. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> this whole idea of trying something new 
it changes the narrative in our brain, right? And it changes and opens up like opportunities that we have just had the door shut to forever. I've been having this conversation with my mom, like as she's getting older and she's, you know, changing or moving environments, it becomes harder to meet people. But the harder it is to, to meet people, the easier it is to be on your own. And being on your own, like it like prunes that synapsis in your brain of, oh, I don't need to try that. Or, oh no, that's not for me. And it, you just start to shut these doors. But it's like a muscle again, same with like resilience or, or, or accountability, like having a personal accountability and d- discipline and all these skills that we have. Like if we keep not trying new things, then we keep shutting down opportunities that we don't know that we may absolutely love. The idea of trying something new, I think opens up just so much more opportunity to feel fulfilled in other ways that is not routine or mundane to your, your normal life, right? It's a feedback loop. Yeah, exactly. One of the best things about this podcast for us is all the amazing and insightful people we've met. Throughout each of our series, we've seen many common threads. That's why we created the Health It's Personal Inspiration Line to celebrate our unique perspectives and let others around us know that we get it too. We teamed up with artist Cloud Ramkey to help bring these common threads to life. We've all dealt with challenges in our lives that make us stronger. Hence, our new favorite saying, thanks for the trauma. We make sure to remind our listeners and friends that you're not alone and that it's always a judgment-free zone because that's where the best conversations start. Our designs are on t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies, water bottles, coffee mugs, stickers, and so much more. These are great gifts for friends, loved ones, educators, caretakers, and advocates to help show your people that you care about their health and well-being. Head over to bonfire.com slash thehippodcast, our website, or our show notes for links to the merchandise, and stay tuned for future inspirational designs and messages, too. I'm quite introverted, so I usually lean towards, you know, um, you know, cycling or anything like that, where you're kind of together, but not really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Can't really yeah. talk. Don't too much. Yeah, I'm with you. But that's I'm a good point. You. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, people don't often believe this, and I've been getting my mind blown by human design recently but I am like an extroverted introvert and for the longest time people could tell me that that wasn't possible and I'm like no but it is like you don't Definitely get it I'm, yep. I am it like <laughs> I am totally that yeah and I so exist it is one of those thank things, you like, yeah exactly I'm right here and I know myself well <laughs> enough to know that I like to be alone in the woods yes <laughs> doing weird things building forts where I don't speak to anyone, but then if I need to, I can go out into a massive crowd of people and turn it on, but it drains me. Then I need to go back and recharge. And I think understanding who you are and and starting activities and putting those things into your life to make sure that you feel that heart part of those four pillars is really important as well. Absolutely. You can have a balance. (laughs) Exactly. You're valid. We we experience that too, the three of us. (laughs) I've been wanting to ask you kind of a as we're talking about um, all of these pillars, how has your experience with, you know, psychedelics or the supernatural or spirituality fit into health and physical health more, if you don't mind talking a bit more about that? Not at all. And it's a very new world for me. I, I've always been transparent and extremely, I don't know if even know if the word vulnerable comes into play because I don't feel vulnerable when I'm speaking about it. I just don't really have much to hide. Um, but I have had a past history of like having a negative response to certain substances where I got extremely addicted, right? Which I was, so I've always shied away from this straight edge lifestyle that I found through fitness. And in the last, like, ever since I went on the road in the RV, which was probably almost two years ago now, I opened up my mind again to try, but not to abuse in a recreational space, but to have intention and respect for these plant medicines and to approach it from a very different point of view than I did between the ages of 18 and 20 something where I was just not in the right headspace but with the respect of, and micro dosing would you mind telling us a bit about the RV was that a turning point for you absolutely so deciding making the decision to close our gym was a life-changing decision and I don't think I quite understood the impact that it would have on me because from 2015 to 2020 for five years straight we were stuck on that loop of we wake up at four we do this we were in this routine and this you know I was extremely busy with work I would go I would come back I would go I would come back I was always tired and I just was going and going and going and I had uh 
not the best health. My hair was starting to take in a toll. And that was when I had red hair. And I, I had this massive wake up call whenever the, whenever we had the opportunity to slow down, which was the pandemic, right? Where we had to check in with ourselves, where we had to stay still. And I realized that we made the decision to close the gym because we did that right May 31st, right before we went into lockdown, because we knew that we had no doubt that we would be able to survive the pandemic and we'd make it out on the other end. But we really had to have a hard conversation of like, is this, is this what we want? You know, like uh, it's so demanding. It was an incredible experience. It was the first business that we opened. It was our baby, but it was so much. And I just couldn't see an end goal. I couldn't see the out because we had started this online business. We had started all these other things that through the fact that we had created the most incredible community we were staying in it for the wrong reasons we were doing it for others rather than understanding who we were and we were miserable we would had no time together we had no freedom even when we were away we weren't away we felt guilty every time we left like it was really tough so when we made the decision to close the gym we then had the time to sit with ourselves and say what is it we want because we're not from florida i'm from england palo's from brazil like checking in with each other after five years of trying to build a business at brick and mortar is, it was a really interesting conversation. And we were like extremists, if you didn't tell that already, <laughs> we were like, oh, screw it. Let's like, let's go on the road. Let's go live on the road and see if we can run our businesses. All we need is internet, which wasn't quite as easy as we thought once we started this, but <laughs> we had this crazy adventure and that was our, that was our word. And the word going into 2020 was evolved for our entire team. And we said, okay, let's truly evolve. Let's see who we are. Because at 24, 23 years old, when we opened this business, I'm not the same person. I wasn't the same person at 28, 29. So, and neither was Paolo. So we were like, man, I feel like we're a bit trapped. So this is our chance to explore and to spread our wings and really see where we want to go with this. See what is fitness, is fitness what we want to pursue and is an online business what we want to pursue? Do we want to live in Florida? Just all these questions that are coming up. And we thought there was no better way than to get rid of everything, move our life into a fifth wheel and go travel for, for 10 months. And we did. And that was a really interesting experience because, it ha and I got rid of the red hair. And then I realized that I hated red hair. In fact, my hair was falling <laughs> out. It wasn't good for my health, but it was like, I had this identity crisis that my career and my success was attached to the color of my freaking hair, which now <laughs> in hindsight is absurd. And it had nothing to do with that. But it's like these ideas. And um, I heard this quote I started reading, which was a book that I was reading whenever I filmed that program that you did, uh, Kate, which was um, Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. And in that, there's a quote that I now am determined to, to spread awareness for for the rest of the world, which is, it's, it's very lengthy. So prepare yourself okay <laughs> it is i am not who i think i am i am not who you think i am i am who i think you think i am and that was written by someone called james cooley in like the 1800s which was a long time ago and that if you strip it all down it's like i'm not living to who i want to be i'm not living to truly who you i you want me to be i'm living a life that i think i think you want me to be and when i kind of got understood that i was like whoa what am I doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing that. Like I'm keeping my hair red to please other people. I'm keeping this gym out open because I don't want to disappoint people if we close because I've seen what it's done to their lives. But while I'm making all these decisions for others, I'm sacrificing my true authenticity. Achievement versus fulfillment are two very different things. And I started to recognize that I was achieving a lot, but I wasn't feeling great. And that was a, also a pivotal thing that happened after we closed the gym and went on the road. And that is now ultimately what I'm trying to share with the rest of the people is that majority of us, myself included, we live in an illusion. We're living in a world that doesn't exist. And this is where the psychedelics come into, come into play. But, <laughs> and this is where I blow your mind. Yeah, this yeah. Is where I blow your mind. We're living in this illusion. And I had understood this concept before I tried psychedelics. And when I took psychedelics, I was like, oh my God, like we really are. This is not real. This this whole thing that we're stressed about and worried about what someone thinks of us and worried about the next promotion we can get or what house we live in or what car we drive, like that doesn't matter because after the psychedelics, I recognize or my belief or how I experienced them was I felt more alive being in this other dimension than being here on earth. But my body was just a vessel. My body was just where my soul or my energy was contained into. And we all get to be in this 
body that walks around on earth as these humans and experience this life. But once we can understand that there's, for me anyway, that there's so much more to than this, then we stop worrying so much about what is happening on the day to day. And we start to create a life that we want to live. It's like the Truman Show. Like I, I yeah. don't know if you guys have ever seen that with <laughs> yes. Jim Carrey. It's like, mm-hmm. let's create our own movie sets. Let's create and write our own story. If we really truly are here trying to please other people, then why are we doing that? And why are we, we've been, well, I know why it's because we've been conditioned over right. time to follow this path of what we think that we should be doing through having to go to school, uh, making sure that you find your career when understand what you're going to do for the rest of your life at 18 years old. And then you go to college and then you get your degree and then you get a job and then you work your way up. And I quickly bash that out of the way and recognize I don't need to go to college and have a college degree to become extremely successful and to make money. No. And then I started to question a lot of like, maybe the rules aren't the ones that we need to play with, right? As long as no one's getting hurt and you're being a good person and you're not breaking the law, who creates these rules? Like we do. We should ultimately create those rules for ourselves and where we want to go in this life. So the psychedelics, man, just really solidified this thought that I've already kind of had, but didn't really understand it. And the the really hard and challenging adventures that I've set for myself through doing uh, something such as cycling 828 miles around Iceland and doing all these crazy adventures, I started to recognize how much the power of our mind had to do with our physical output. And once you kind of understand that concept, yes, through trial and error, it is a wonderful place to be. I love that. And it kind of ties back into what you were saying about being who we think other people want us to be. And that's just such a burden. And who are we to even assume what they want, (laughs) let alone what we want, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's so important to let it go (laughs) for so many reasons, because that might not even be remotely what they want. (laughs) Right. And I, I say this from a place of being extremely in it. And I still have imposter syndrome. I still slip into that old mindset. Like I don't have it all figured out, but I'm on the, this cusp of like, oh, wow. Like what I believe is what will happen. My truth in my mind is what dictates the rest of my life or the actions that I take, the decisions that I make, the risks I'm willing to go for. And that's got nothing to do with anyone else other than rewiring and reconditioning our thought process. And I discovered that through Iceland. I mean, I wasn't a cyclist. I wasn't a runner, but I trained. And I devised a plan. I put in that mindset. I put in the body. I put in the heart. I put in the spirit. And I was able to do it. And that was literally an impossible challenge that I set for myself. And most people didn't think that I was going to be able to do that. And maybe secretly somewhere deep down, there was doubt in my mind. But I had convinced myself that I was going to finish that. So there was no other way but to just finish it. And it seems so black and white. And I said that on our previous call. And like, there's definitely a world of gray now that I'm stepping into. But that black and white mindset can come into it can come into power at times, you know, as long as you know when to turn it on. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> and I know we've all gone through our own journeys starting to wrap your head around or get in the right mental space of jumping into your new physical journey. Do you have any tips for people who are, you know, just getting started or um, are starting something new or a new goal and and how they can kind of, you know, get going? Yeah, I think on the physical side of things, I think that comes secondary, but the the new goal thing is really important. Like I said, to have your reason as to why you're doing something, it has to be something that means enough to you to want to show up when you don't want to show up. So yeah, I'm sure there's going to be aesthetic reasons in there. And I'm sure there's aesthetic reasons for me somewhere deep down, but now they're secondary to the the real one. So I'm not going to suggest reasons. And I think that's a journey that people need to do on their own. But if they don't have something that comes to them right away to not try and force it, but just to understand that there has to be something along the way that makes you want to show up time and time and time again. And then the physical part, my biggest piece of advice is progressive overload. I think that's something that's overlooked so often in the fitness space, which whether it be committing to a program that has a set protocol for you, or if you just want to start running, or if you're so far off where the goal is, to just start small and progressively add little layers as you go. So whether that's, if it's running, don't try and run five miles on day one. Mm. Get up and walk around the block to see if you can even walk, you know, after you've walked around the block, do another, uh, do one block and a half, and then get a little bit further and 
really slowly start to layer and progressively overload your body with physical. And I promise you, which is exciting, that you'll feel the progress. And that personal progress that you feel is the most empowering feeling that makes you want to keep going and keep going. And I think one more piece of that is if you were once a runner or if you were once an athlete and you've had time off and you're trying to come back, don't let go of the person that you used to be and approach it as a beginner again, because the the journey is going to be far more enjoyable that way than if you keep comparing yourself to an old version of yourself, because it just feels like you're failing when you're not, you're showing up, but in a new, in a new way. Yeah. It's not a video game. So (laughs) exactly. Exactly. The next level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's actually really brilliant. And I love that because I think of about that too, in the mental health space or in relationships, we are empty nesting right now. So we just our son just graduated high school, and he is our last child. And we're trying to like figure out who we are as a couple right now. And I and I just said to my husband the other day, like, let's stop comparing our new selves to our old selves. Like we're we're different people now. Let's start like this new thing. And I think that's a really beautiful message for like all different chapters of your life. Um, and not, you know, we always say don't compare yourself to someone else, but don't compare yourself to 20 year old you or don't compare your body to yeah. your 20 year old body. Or how many times have we heard people say like, you know, I, I, I put my wedding dress on and I can still fit into it. And you were married 30 years ago or whatever, <laughs> or I can't yeah. fit into it. And it's like, you shouldn't fit into your wedding dress from or, when you were 20. It's so true. Or I want my pre baby body back that was on our wall yes. in our gym. And now with fast forward, I'm like, why would you want that? Think about what you've done since then. You're mm-hmm. a, you're a superhero compared to that person. So falling in yes. love with a new version. Absolutely. I love that. That's why one of our one of our favorite phrases is say yes to adventure. And I think that kind of ties right into it. <laughs> you get to redate each other. <laughs> that was our, yeah, that was our theme going into the road trip. Um, and that's my ultimate goal. And so my new COO said, what is the life that you want to live? And I'm not sure if you can put this on or not, because I'm going to curse. But I was like, I want to say a fuck yes to every single adventure that is in my face. Yes. <laughs> yes. She's like, okay. It's the only yes right. that counts. I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> exactly. That's the only it's not yes one of those, that and don't do it. Exactly. <laughs> You've mastered, in my opinion, the physical health space. I don't want to say we've ever mastered anything. Do you know what I mean? But you, you've you been on this amazing physical health journey. What allowed you in your mind to kind of head to that next spiritual part? And what gave you the bravery after what you've been through in the past to try a substance that you didn't feel comfortable with after all that time? That's a great question. So i will say that I think that the physical part, I don't know if masters is the right word, like you said, it's something that I figured out. I understand the benefits and what it does for my life, that it's a non-negotiable. The same way that we've all figured out that if you don't brush your teeth, your teeth will fall out. Like if I don't work, if I don't move, I'm going to lose my mind. Like I know how important that part of my life is. So that's not the focus. But like you said, it's like once you kind of get to that point and that's something that's just part of your lifestyle now, I like to be challenged. I liked, and I, the first realm of that, right, was through the physical. And I put my body through some crazy, crazy things and like running and biking 800 miles in nine days and running 240 miles through Haiti and like doing all of these things. I recognize that our body is like a sand timer. Once it's turned over and all that sands out, like I was going too hard at, with too much all at the same time. It was a very, it was, scarring to my body and it was leaving irreversible damage so I'm like hmm now I've done that I also recognized that well while I was doing those things I think I was running or escaping and trying to avoid my mind and although I told myself I want to do these things like I remember after doing Haiti I hadn't trained and my body was the thing that quit first and I'm like hmm I don't want that I want to be able to go through Iceland and adapt and like really prepare my body, the physical part of it, to be able to handle the distance. The one thing that I won't know if I can handle or not until I do it is my mind. But the thoughts that were going through in my mind were just really like how not to quit or how much it hurt. There really wasn't that much space in the movement for me to lean into really uncomfortable spaces that I find when I sit still. And sitting still for me is has been the scariest part of this whole journey because having becoming so conscious of who I am and being so aware of like recurring thought 
patterns that were happening and understanding that maybe something has been wired from childhood and my perception of a of reality doesn't mean that that's actuality right so i isn't this isn't to say that i had this crazy traumatic upbringing and i had this conversation with my mom because she immediately went to well your life wasn't that hard i'm like i'm not saying it was actually hard but certain events could have happened in my life that made me perceive them as something that i did and that's again my truth so then understanding and trying to rewire or understand where personality traits come from this whole sense of having to be in control this whole black and white mindset this whole like continuing to prove myself and achieve and achieve and achieve and achieve without really understanding where I'm going like slow down and figure out why you are the way you are and that's now where I'm exploring and I'm about to go sit in eight days of darkness for a total darkness retreat where I'm in a room <laughs> that you are in pitch black and your body starts to naturally release DMT by day three and like going beyond where my conscious mind can go into the subconscious and this is where this whole spiritual space is coming in and that sounds amazing I've had to many me. experiences <laughs> yeah does it I'll tell yes. you more about yes it. tell us after <laughs> yeah so I definitely will. I, mean, I should give them a shout out that's uh sky cave retreats in, in Ashland Oregon but um yeah it's like now I'm just interested in the mind and like we're here doing these things because of the way that we think, but what's beyond that? Like I've gone beyond the physical possibility. So what's beyond the emotional and the, the spiritual possibility of like, what else is there to this that we see? And we're all so concerned about Instagram likes and Instagram followers. Like we're forgetting that before all of that, there was so much more to life than that. And so I'm just like in this space now of I am super grateful for social media, super grateful for all of the support and success that it has brought me and the ability to reach so many people around the world. But now I'm like, want to see what else I can reach within my own brain yes. <laughs> and within my own mind. Oh. Yeah. You <laughs> can go like focus in. <laughs> and like with the yeah. black and white mindset that social media has its place, but we can't overdo it. <laughs> we should know right. when. <laughs> exactly. You're so brilliant. And um, I love your mindset so much and I can't wait to hear how your retreat goes so you'll have to give us an update um I'm sure you'll you'll share online too but we're just so excited for your journey and for our journeys and we hope that our listeners can I know that they'll take away so much from this so thank you for being so generous and transparent with your information because it's helping so many people well thank you guys so much for having me and thank you for the questions they are different than your typical podcast and I really like that oh good yeah <laughs> we like to keep it interesting <laughs> well you're different than the normal guest we 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 love 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 what you're doing and thank you for pouring into other people and we're so excited that now you're pouring into you oh thank you thank you that means a lot Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Health It's Personal. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts for bonus episodes and new releases every Wednesday. Please listen, subscribe, engage, and send us topics we can explore that would help you on your journey. Because health, it's personal.